And in order to have a pretty green lawn in the middle of the summertime in the desert, it's gonna take a bunch of water. Uh, but mm -hmm. you have a solution. You can have a pretty green lawn all year round and not have to lift a finger, not have to mow it, rake it, reseed it, water it, do all those things. And that is with a synthetic grass. Is that the right way to say it? I say it all, I say turf, I say all sorts of different things, but is it synthetic grass? Is that? Synthetic grass, um, some people call it artificial turf as well. So both are correct. And uh, it is, a yeah, it's a really great option. Um, so we're seeing that every square foot of natural grass is taking about 55 gallons of water per year to water. So you can imagine about if you had an, a thousand square foot lawn, it's going to take about 55,000 gallons to water that throughout the year. And that's a huge savings on your water bill. Also for our state who's needing to conserve water now. Um, so What's up, Mom Nation? I am back. It's Real Estate Katie, and I am back with another episode of Live and Learn. It's like our 900th Live and Learn, I think, Erica. We have been doing these for so long, for like years and years. It's amazing. I love watching them, and I really do learn so much every time. Good, good. I am so glad, and I love that I have you back. It's been a long time since you've been on a Live and Learn with us, so thank you so much for being back with us. Our very favorite landscaper of the group, Erica Romero with Top Lot, Top Lot. Maybe I could top, <laughs> top notch landscaping. <laughs> How's it going, Erica? Doing really good. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. I am excited to talk with you today because this is a conversation that I've been having more and more with my real estate clients. And, you know, we're talking about water conservation and we're talking about how expensive water is. Oh my gosh. Like, if you've got grass and a couple of plants or a bunch of plants, your water bill is uh, not so pretty these days. Have you been hearing that from your clients? Absolutely. And with um, some of the, you know, the news that have come out with the Colorado River shortage, um, what it sounds like from the Mesa Utilities website is Arizona's allotment has been cut by about 21%. Um, so the need to conserve water is pretty high now. Yeah. And so as we drive around our beautiful city, we see all these gorgeous lawns that are pretty and green. And in order to have a pretty green lawn in the middle of the summertime in the desert, it's going to take a bunch of water. Uh, but mm -hmm. you have a solution. You can have a pretty green lawn all year round and not have to lift a finger, not have to mow it, rake it, reseed it, water it, do all those things. And that is with a synthetic grass. Is that the right way to say it? I say it all. I say turf. I say all sorts of different things, but is it synthetic grass? Is that synthetic grass? Um, some people call it artificial turf as well. So both are correct. And uh, it is a, yeah, it's a really great option. Um, so we're seeing that every square foot of natural grass is taking about 55 gallons of water per year to water. So you can imagine about if you had an, a thousand square foot lawn, it's going to take about 55,000 gallons to water that throughout the year. And that's a huge savings on your water bill. Also for our state who's needing to conserve water now. Um, so it's a really great option. And aren't there, and, and you can clarify this, I've kind of heard it through the grapevine. I've, I've had a couple of my clients that I've talked with about this. Um, but is, is it depending on the city 
there are certain rebates and things that you can get um, if you were to transition from real grass to the synthetic. Is that right? Right. So every city is handling that a little bit differently. There is an application process. So what you'd want to do is go to your city's utility website and um, look into their, in the water section, they're going to have instructions for you if they offer rebates. Um, what the rebates are and what the qualifications are. So it looks like every city has different criteria. Um, most are wanting you to submit your application about 30 days in advance, at least 30 days in advance. You can do it even sooner than that um, of your timing of your project. So it looks like they're, they're having a pretty quick turnaround with their applications with either accepting or denying them. Um, it looks like most are around 10 days to two weeks. Um, and they'll let you know if you're approved for the rebate and what that rebate would be after you complete the project. At that point, you submit your paid invoice and that's when you receive your rebate. Awesome. And so what does that look like for somebody who's, you know, who's not done it before? They want to transition from, um, you know, using a bunch of water in their yard to limiting that amount of water that they're using. What does that process kind of look like? What should people be uh, concerned about? And, and what, if you can even do this, I know every job is different, but is there like a rule of thumb on, a, on you know, typical cost? Um, so cost is going to vary based on the square footage of the area. Um, we're we're going to base that cost on how much grass we're moving. And also, um, is there any grading that needs to be done? Um, if you're going for a desert look, are you going to have some um, like natural desert mounding? A lot of people like the look with, you know, some desert mounds going in there. Um, dry riverbeds are also very popular for desert landscapes. Um, so the cost varies widely. Um, with synthetic grass, it's a very easy conversion. We remove the natural grass to about four inch depth to make sure that that grass is not going to grow back up through your new desert landscape or through your new synthetic grass. Um, so the grass is removed. The irrigation lines don't have to go anywhere. What we do is we cap that at the valve. We remove the sprinklers. And then at that point, we can install the base material, which provides the stability and the drainage for the synthetic grass. Um, it gets compacted. Then the synthetic grass goes on top of that and gets nailed down and infilled. Um, so that's basically the process of synthetic grass. If it's a small area, it can be done in one to two days. If it's a larger area and there's more elements involved, like let's say planting or rock, um, any kind of hardscaping, then it could take a bit longer. Makes sense. And it sounds like you had some other ideas wrapped up in there. So let's just take my backyard, for instance, if we were mm -hmm. to um, convert that to something that was a little bit more water conservative. It doesn't necessarily mean, I mean, I can go with the synthetic grass, but it sounds like you had some other ideas in there that are water friendly. Yep, absolutely. So it depends on what you'd like to use the space for. Um, a lot of people will do some synthetic grass areas for maybe their pets or their kids for a playground. And then maybe you'd like to entertain, you want like maybe a patio for a fire pit or a built-in barbecue, or just maybe a patio for some furniture to be able to host friends. Um, those are other options as well. Uh, we can also do rock and planting. Um, we do gardens, um, garden beds. If you like to grow your own vegetables and fruits, um, 
So those are also options as well. Awesome. How are your veggies doing? This year, I'm getting a lot of zucchini, but my cucumbers did not, they didn't do too well. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. Well, Erica's a great cook. So, you know, maybe there's some zucchini bread in our future. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I digress. I digress. Um, so, so back to water conservation. So there's different mm -hmm. things that we can do when we're wanting to um, convert to something that's going to be a, a little more budget friendly and a little more mm -hmm. water friendly on our property. Um, there's something else that you can do too that people often forget, right? Because we only make adjustments, what, once or twice, well, probably twice a year. Um, and that was with the irrigation. Can you touch on that a bit? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So our rule of thumb is we'd like every homeowner to either adjust their irrigation timer as they see the weather changing or call us and we'll walk you through it or we can also come and stop by. So um, we're big fans of, of FaceTime and using technology that way to help walk you through it also. Um, uh, but we can definitely stop by. I like to just take note of the weather. Is it raining? Because we don't need the irrigation on if it's raining. Right. Um, is it getting hotter? Is it getting cooler? Um, so changing it throughout the year is going to help you save some water. It also just benefits the health of the plant um, to prevent overwatering, underwatering. Um, there's also these smart irrigation timers. Um, smart irrigation timers also have rebate programs available through different cities and they are intuitive to the weather. Um, so they can self adjust, which is really awesome. Yeah, that is super cool. So when we get a bunch of rain, say, you know, when monsoon season hits, which is pretty soon, that's going to be coming mm -hmm. here in the next couple of weeks. You know how we can get massive downpours? Well, we don't need to see our sprinklers running during that storm, right? I mean, how many times have you been driving around through the city and you actually see people's sprinklers on during rain? We don't yeah. need that, guys. We need to conserve. So I totally agree. And based on uh, your recommendation, your company's recommendation, we actually got one of those systems recently. So awesome. thank you for recommending that. And thank you for your FaceTime assistance in getting that. <laughs> Absolutely. As you know, we are not green thumbs over at my house, so we kind of struggle. So appreciate you always being there. Um, you had said something about, uh, you know, being concerned about the health of your plants. And let's switch mm -hmm. over from water conservation over to just daily care and maintenance. Um, mm -hmm. There is, and I never knew this, like you always think, okay, when your kiddo is sick, you don't want to bring them around other kiddos because there's going to be, you know, some cross-contamination there. I didn't mm -hmm. realize it's the same with plants. Whoa. Absolutely. So um, if we're using a trimmer on a plant that has possibly a, a pest or some sort of disease, take that trimmer and go trim another plant. We are spreading that pest or disease to the next plant. Um, so if you see certain neighborhoods or just areas of your property um, where plants are just in succession getting sick or not looking so great, that is something to look into. Um, just wiping off your trimmers every time, you, you know, between plants is really helpful to make sure we're not spreading anything from a sick plant to a healthy plant. It's totally something I would have never thought of. So thank mm -hmm. you for bringing that up. And then our last little tip here has to do with performing, you know, renovations. And 
Uh, I mean, you know, whether they be small or large, you have some advice for our listeners um, in terms of landscaping renovations and even renovations to homes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So the rule of thumb um, based on the Registrar of Contractors of Arizona is that you receive at least three quotes um, that'll give you a good idea of which contractor is a good fit for you. Um, which price point is going to most benefit you and the quality of their work. Look into the, you know, the qualities across the board and make sure that you're satisfied with the quality before selecting a contractor. I totally agree with that. And a lot of people, I feel like, kind of look at it in, in a bit of a wrong way. And they're just looking at price to make their decision. Well, what mm-hmm. good is a lower price if that person doesn't call you back? If that person doesn't show up on the day that they're supposed to show up? What good is a lower price if the work is the the workmanship isn't up to par and you need to either have them come back or have another company come back and, you know, correct their mistakes. Like we really need to consider that old saying, you get what you pay for, right? Absolutely. Um, We've run into that too many times and it's just heartbreaking to see some of the situations some homeowners get into and, um, one of our one of our big things is we work one project at a time, um, which is helpful as far as you know customer contact and the attention that each customer is getting. Um, some companies will start a job and bounce around for between a few different jobs throughout the week, um, and then circle back to the original one. So it's the time period is extended from project start to finish and the customer's not really getting that one-on-one dedicated attention that we feel each client deserves. So that's a high importance um, area for us is that we're doing one project at a time, um, devoting 100% attention to each homeowner before moving on to another project. Yeah, that makes a huge difference. Totally agree Mm -hmm. with you. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Erica, with Top Notch. I always love spending some time with you. So thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Where can our listeners and followers get in touch with you? Because I know once they see this video, they're going to be like, "Mm, I'm calling Erica because she is super knowledgeable, sweet. And by golly, she has been around for years. So we know she's legit. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, You can reach us by phone at 520-400-8151. That is a cell phone. You can text as well. Our website is topnotchlandscapingllc.com and Facebook is topnotchlandscapingllc. Awesome. All right, Erica, until next time. Thank you so much, Katie. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye.